We're talking the Grammy Museum's The Power of Women in Country Music exhibit right here on the Music Universe podcast. Buddy, it's like my invisibility cloak. Well, you kind of Ooh, invisible floating, with that background. Floating, what you got? Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to do a reveal because we didn't really post this on social media, but it turns out I wore like the perfect thing for this interview today. The blam! <laughs> there you go. My awesome. pink and gray Cobalt Manuel, which goes really, really well. Talking with Kelsey for with Kelsey, Kelsey Geltz. I'm messing up words today too. Uh, from <laughs> the Grammy Museum Associate Curator. Uh, and her favorite artifact in that Power of Women and Country exhibit is a pink blazer and you'll have to find out who the artist is when we get into the interview and she also talks a little bit about manuel now in the interview you want to pad my ego see i try not to be an egotistical person i try and then things happen because i'm like because she because she goes she goes well yeah and there were boots made by manuel cuevas uh who's a country couture designer Designs for everybody. And I'm just smirking because I'm not going to say it that I'm wearing. You were going to say it. You were going to say it. No, I was not going to say it. I wasn't going to tell her till the end. I didn't want to make it about me and about what I was wearing. This is about women in country music. And you went, yeah, well, that's the shirt. It's Manuel. And I'm like, I'm darn it. Okay. So we talked about it. I wore a pink Manuel. We talked about Manuel. One of the favorite artifacts is pink. So this was a this was a fun one. Well, you know, when you look like a woman in country music, and that's what they're talking about, you just have to piece them together, you know? <laughs> Are you saying I look like a woman? Oh, I'm just messing with you. It's an awesome No, shirt. No, I look like midlife crisis Caillou. You're the one with, like, <laughs> shoulder-length hair. So yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> the power no, of it, women it, in country <laughs> music. It's an awesome exhibit that has artifacts from the last hundred years of women in country music. It opens May 27th at the Grammy Museum and it runs through October 2nd. And there's actually a really neat grand opening with Leanne Rhymes, which is a separate ticketed event. That's going to be on May 3rd. Unrelated, I am looking up flights at the end of May uh, for coming. Um, <laughs> So if you buy a ticket to the Grammy Museum located in uh, the complex where the crypto.com arena is, as well as uh, LA Live, then you'll be able to see this exhibit, much like the Country Music Hall of Fame does. The Leanne Rhymes Grand opening event will be a separate ticketed event, and you could go to the Grammy Museum's website for that. We've got the link as well uh, in our text to accompany this uh, audio and video. Kelsey Gills with the Grammy Museum. Welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. So happy okay. to be talking to you guys today. Oh, absolutely. We've got a big exhibit coming up with the Women of Country. Tell us about what inspired it and uh, what your role is with it. Yes. So I work at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. Uh, we are opening the Power of Women in Country Music exhibit here on May 27th. So this is an exhibit that we curated back in 2018 and opened at our museum in Cleveland, Mississippi. 
Graham Museum, Mississippi. Um, and since then it's also traveled to the Woody Guthrie Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And over time we've had the opportunity to expand upon it. And at those various stops, we've also localized it so we can talk, speak about artists from Mississippi, artists from Oklahoma. And here in LA, we are going to spotlight some of the next generation of women in country music, some of these new acts that are coming out. So my involvement has been growing along the way. And now that it's in LA, I've um, just gotten to really immerse myself in country music made by female artists. And it's really exciting because it's, it, we take a chronological approach. So we're covering about a hundred years of history, starting with the Carter sisters in the 1920s, putting down the very first country tracks by women. And then we take you all the way through to this past Grammys that happened a month ago. Yeah, so it's called The Power of Women in Country Music. And like you said, it's that journey. I mean, women, I don't think, and I think it's been like this for every genre all the time, but it doesn't seem like they get enough credit in country music. Right, and that's another one of the reasons why we did this exhibit. I should have said that before. So there was a study done and it showed that only 10% of radio play on country radio was female artists. Oh my gosh. Right? Well, <laughs> so you hear that, that and it doesn't really match up because these women are selling out stadiums. They are headlining festivals. They are winning Grammy awards in multiple categories, you know, album of the year even. Mm -hmm. So yeah. where's the disconnect? Like they're breaking streaming records. So we wanted to really shine a light on how they have always been a part of the genre and always been kind of breaking down barriers within the genre. Yeah. And that's why they're so powerful to country music. And what will be interesting with that chronological order to me, because this is a belief I hold, and I don't know if you've found any truth to this in, in the research you've done for this exhibit, but it's almost like the women of country music of yesteryear, your, your Patsy Klein's, your Tammy Wynette's, they had such strong, powerful songs that if a man did those songs today, you go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But women were doing those songs. And so I feel like over time, it became to where it was only 10% of women uh, in country music on country radio, because going back generations, women have had the most powerful songs in country music, bar none, the most heart-wrenching, the most vivid, the most uh, gut-wrenching stories. And yet somehow we've ended up to where they're only 10% of the radio play. And that doesn't make sense at all. Exactly. You know, I think you're spot on. It's something I've been trying to prove with this exhibit through these ladies' stories. Because mm -hmm. um, you're right, like the heart-wrenching, like the, the song's about heartbreak, the heart's about, the song's about motherhood. Like they are just so emotionally powerful. And then moving into the 70s, you have Loretta Lynn singing about the birth control pill. Mm -hmm. And Dolly Parton writes about the nine to five work day, you know, mm -hmm. like they are tackling these topics that got them banned off the radio at times. And then fast yeah. forward to Casey Musgraves, she's singing these anthems that the LGBT community can really be identified with. And right. I think they're, they're fearless in their lyrics and they know exactly what they want to say and who they are and they have to fight 
to release those songs. They don't want to be kind of, you know, told by the genre and like powers that be that they can't say certain things. Exactly. And maybe that has held them back, um, but they, you know, they stick to their guns and they make sure they're saying what they want to say. Yeah, because it it definitely seems like a double standard with that because uh, what, 2008 or so, Eric Church released Smoke a Little Smoke and you never went there on especially mainstream country radio. But then Casey comes out with, you know, kind of go do your own thing type song and, uh, you know, a few years later and never gets radio play. Right. Yeah, total double standard. Um, But I think they're super resilient. Um, And it's it's crazy that we're seeing it with the Casey's of the world now because 30, 40 years ago, Dolly was going through the same thing. And and like Reba was told she had to look a certain way on her album covers. And, you know, maybe they they conform to that ideal for a female star. But then once they got that credibility and they showed that they are amazing artists, they kind of got to strike out on their own and do what they wanted to do. I have to say, looking at this list here on my phone, you didn't miss a single thing a single person, a single era of country music from all the way back a hundred years ago, Carter sisters, like you talked about to even Danielle Bradbury, who is up and coming. We just spoke with her at the CMT awards. I mean, how do you make the decisions about who's going to be featured? What's going to go in the exhibit? That part is really hard. You know, we're limited by like the space. If I could fill this whole entire museum with the women of country music, I would. Uh, but it, yeah. there comes a time when we need to make those decisions and like just show kind of exemplary examples. Um, you know, these shining examples of different eras, different breakthroughs, different styles. Um, and we really can't hit them all, but I'm glad that we got to sample many different women from between those hundred years I mentioned. And then you're right, like people who are just now getting started and people who are crossing over between genres, like we have Yola in the show. She's from England, but she is very well known for Americana. (laughs) You know, she's playing country songs. And I think those stories are really interesting because you get to see where all these different influences are coming from and how some of these gals maybe didn't grow up with country music but they found their way there and then they got to bring those influences with them and kind of change what you would expect the sound of country to be. So that maybe now or in a few more years, like we'll get to see this great diverse kind of new, new genre, new mm-hmm. melting pot. <laughs> right. right. Now, uh, I know there's a bunch of uh, highlights that were sent out. Can you tell us some of, of them and we'll uh, show a few on the screen as well. Sure, so I'm super excited to have a dress that Dolly Parton wore on the Grand Ole Opry in the 70s when she performed Joshua. Wow. And a banjo that she's played before that has these gorgeous butterfly inlay all over the neck and the head. Um, So I think she's known for having butterflies around a lot like in her logo. So I just love those butterflies and it's it's great that with this exhibit, we have all different kinds of casework so we can show performance outfits, but we can also show instruments and show how these women, you know, they're not just a pretty face on stage singing. They're also totally rocking out. And we also have a section dedicated to songwriting where you can see the handwritten lyrics that they wrote and the creative process behind what they're doing. 
So besides wow. Dolly, again, we have some great guitars. We have Roseanne Cash's guitar. That one also has a great little detail. There's a rose on the top and it says Cash at the bottom. Um, she's amazing. Obviously, Johnny Cash's daughter, but she's made a name for herself. Of course. <laughs> yes. Um, we have Emmy Lou Harris's boots that she wore on the cover of one of her albums. And those are designed by Manuel Cuevas, who's like a very well-known Western atelier. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, sparkly suits. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you that's the shirt Matt is wearing. Manuel there you go. Is yeah. Manuel. Country fashion. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, think about all these ladies, like we go back again to the forties when it's the singing cowgirl and you start to see those sets and hats and the really cool skirts and fringe. And you can see kind of the effect that these women had on fashion. And I think now that country fashion is coming back and people who might not even listen to that music want to wear those clothes. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. That was yeah. cool. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I see I see a lot of people who I know never, ever, ever, ever listen to country music wearing, you know, the fringe jackets with the... Yes. It's, you know. That. Yep. It's all <laughs> the rage. <laughs> exactly. How do these artifacts come to the museum? Are they donated? Are they lent? Are they purchased at auction? How do you literally curate for an exhibit like this? So they're all lent. Um, we reach out to artists and other institutions, say like, we're telling this story, what do you have? And try to match up those 3D objects with the story that we're trying to tell. So it's a long search, <laughs> a lot of emails, but you know, we um, just do our best to find what we can that really tells those story pieces. and get a, a, like I said, a diverse mix of different kinds of artifacts. So you can see the textures of the clothes that they wore and the instruments that they truly played. And then like down to the messy handwriting that they <laughs> scrawled on a page to get that song down. So um, again, like this exhibit has been going on for about four years and we've had that time to find more and more pieces to add to the show to continue to tell the story. Wow. Now, uh, when uh, when is this open? How long does it run? And I know there's some special events surrounding the opening. Yes. So we open to the public on May 27th. And the that's right before Memorial Day weekend. So then at the tail end of Memorial Day weekend on Tuesday, the 31st, we're going to open with a special program featuring Leanne Rimes. It's the 25th anniversary of her album Blue, which... Yep. She was very young when she released. Um, I think she's an amazing kind of representative of this show because of the life she's lived through this country genre and contributions she's made. And, you know, she's young enough to have influenced these women who came after her, but she's pretty close in age to them. Well, you know, I think of her, at, it's interesting you bring her up. She's sort of like the Tanya Tucker for the new millennia started out when she was so young, but that voice, you could swear she was already 50 years old when she started, exactly. it, you know, it, it, and so when you start out that young and you have a voice that allows you to sing about such mature things, it, it seems to inevitably lead to a, a very interesting road in your Absolutely. country music journey. Absolutely. So yeah, we're excited to have her come and reflect on those kinds of things with Marissa Moss, who wrote a book called Her Country that comes out next week. Cool. And she also writes for Rolling Stone. She has just an amazing perspective and amazing relationships with all these women. 
especially over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, and she's going to be able to kind of get in with Leanne and go deep about what it's like to be a woman in country music and what she's been through over the course of those 25 years, reflecting on the album, reflecting on the exhibit. I'm so excited. So again, that's uh, Tuesday the 31st, and then the exhibit cool. will run all the way through October 2nd, I believe, pretty early October. Has so we're it, to have it here for the summer in LA. For our East Coast friends, has it visited the Prudential Center Museum yet? It has not. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I can't say if it will or won't at the moment, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I certainly would love to see this um after right after it finishes in LA it's going to go to the North Carolina Museum of History so if cool. your East Coast friends want to take a road trip to Raleigh it'll be there from late October through February very cool so, okay and we're excited to once again localize it include some more North Carolina artists there and it's just a great museum so that's where it's headed next yeah, and uh, tickets, uh, are they all separate events for like Leanne as well as the uh, exhibit? Yes, the, uh, the Leanne event will be its own ticket. Um, sure, we can send some links over to you for that, but then other tickets will just be general admission to the Grammy Museum, and that's like our special exhibit for the run of the show. But you, by purchasing admission, you get access to the rest of our galleries as well. Very cool. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, are you going to have any special curated merch to go along with the country show? Yeah, we're working on a t-shirt and a tote bag. I'm excited oh, to cool. see how those turn out. Yeah, we have a great logo and hopefully just get some cool kind of country vibes. And then I'm sure in our gift shop, we'll also have some nice curated kind of on theme, other kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, by showing your support for women in country music, you're also supporting the Grammy Museum, supporting the efforts of preserving this music history. It's yeah. such an important genre. You know, it's so I'm so glad to see the Grammys doing something like this because I don't necessarily believe this, but I know there is the argument that anything other than pop and rock can kind of get short shrift by the by these mainstream institutions and and what do you say to people who are who think that you know country music hasn't been given its due by by the mainstream i'm just really lucky to work at the grand museum because yes the grammys take place but we also have the freedom to tell stories that maybe the grammy grammys don't touch on so we're kind of like a supplementary vehicle for more music history um, and I think women in country won album of the year country music country album of the year three years in a row not this mm -hmm. past year but like it's, it's nice to see more of them getting nominated into those categories and then even winning so yeah. every year when I watch the Grammys I'm like where are the girls <laughs> <laughs> who's winning what you know like so yeah um, that's every industry too. Where are the women? Where are the women? Right, where's the, right. where's that representation? Because yeah. um, it's so important to tell that complete story in every genre. Yeah. And, you know, there's a section in this exhibit about female groups. Like we have these women banding together and making music together. There's a songwriter 
in the show named Nicole Galleon, who has founded her own all-female record label and publishing arm. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to see them kind of take it upon themselves to change what's happening in the genre and the music industry and like be the change they want to see truly. (laughs) Exactly. And it takes them, you know, really standing together and supporting each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. And one name I'm seeing that's not on my list, that maybe it's not everybody listed, but um, the Juds, I, I don't see them on there. Do you have any artifacts from them? I mean, it's definitely bittersweet at this point with Naomi's passing. Yeah, it's so sad to hear about that. Um, they, they're definitely mentioned in text, you know, they're so important, um, but we, we weren't able to get artifacts from them. I, I wish we had, yeah. But definitely no intention to omit anyone. Just really sure. trying to get as many as we can into our space. Yeah. Oh, I get it. You get who you get and, and yeah. you tried to tell the story with what you have on hand, absolutely. Yeah. And I know so many of the gals that we did include, like they credit them as just a huge inspiration. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. definitely felt, if not, they yeah. picked country music up for women and carried it from the 80s into the 90s yes. and their legacy is going to live on in the music and you know what happened with Naomi is a shame but they were just inducted into the Hall of Fame so right. you know that legacy is is pretty well looked after absolutely absolutely yeah my heart goes out to that family right now of course yeah now uh before we let you go um i mean i know where the grammy museum is but maybe those that are listening or watching don't because you'd kind of yeah. tell them where the, how they can get there yes we're in los angeles downtown la we are right on the corner of olympic and figueroa if anybody knows where that is but it's in this kind of entertainment center of la live so we have the crypto.com arena the la convention center the microsoft theater and we're right next to all those so there's lots to do down here. You should definitely come by and maybe stay for a concert. <laughs> Very cool. I'll, we'll end with this, with this question for you. Um, if you had to pick, I know when you're involved in something, it's like picking your children, but do you have a favorite artifact or section of the exhibit? Or if you want to narrow it down to, like I said, an artifact, would love yeah. to know what is held dear to you personally. Yes, I, I will say that that butterfly banjo again is just stunning. Um, one of my favorite artifacts that I got the chance to bring in is a hot pink fringed blazer that Wanda Jackson wore. And I think she's so cool because she started off with country music and then, you know, she was friends with Elvis and he said, you should try rock and roll. And she was not sure, <laughs> but she did. And that was like the birth of rockabilly. And she also kept going back to country and recording country, but also really paving the way for women in rock and roll. She moved on to gospel. I think she's just such a trailblazer, so cool. And one of those great crossover stories. So if you come by and see a a very pink, very fringed blazer that Miss Wanda Jackson wore in the 1980s, that's my favorite. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. And uh, what uh, what are the hours when it's open? Yes, we are only closed on Tuesdays, but we're open every other day. We're open from 10 to 5, I believe, or 11 to 5. And on Saturdays, we're open until 6. 
Sorry. Oh, great. So that's perfect. Head down yeah. on a Saturday night, uh, see, go to see a concert after they visit the Grammy exactly. Museum and see this. Come see oh, us first. Yes. And then the night will go on. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Kelsey, we appreciate you joining us. A lot of information there. And hopefully I can make it down during uh, the exhibits opening yes. there uh, i would love to give you a tour through october <laughs> would, would love it awesome yes we, we've by. been traveling more than ever so i'm sure matt will <laughs> awesome. figure out a way to get out here and you uh, want to book my flight right now no, <laughs> <laughs> and head down um we'd love to see it and uh, we'll definitely sure. be in touch and uh looking forward to this and thanks for what you're doing for country music too thank you we, we need that yeah it's so fun talking to you guys and i think just these ladies are so inspiring. They've done all the work for me. <laughs> We're just going to put it all together. <laughs> More than 70 artifacts or special content from country legends and new artists and females of country music will be on display. There will be some text to go along with it, as you heard Kelsey say. So some artists they weren't able to get artifacts with, they are definitely represented in it. It runs May 27th through October 2nd with a special program with Leanne Rhymes on May 31st. Tickets at the GrammyMuseum.com. So you want to check that out. I know we're going to try to hit that this summer. And uh, I think it gives you another reason to travel. <laughs> Those that are listening and can't see Matt's eyes rolling, that's what he does now when he's uh my eyes aren't the rolling, they're shifting. That's a, there's a difference. I'm sh I, I'm shifty and scheming right now because <laughs> I want to go to that Leanne thing. Yeah, I know. That, that would be a good one. Yeah, but you'd have to drive into LA and pick me up from the airport in Los Angeles for once. We're not going to argue about that on this show. We'll do that off air. No, no. But... This man, this man is so afraid of traffic. I'm not will... afraid of it. I don't like it. And you've ridden with me enough. You understand oh, why. <laughs> I, that's why I said you're afraid of it. I'm not oh afraid God. of it. I don't like it. Big difference. But uh, I actually have to be down there this weekend for Eric Church, which we'll recap on another show. And uh, unfortunately, and it's I'm not going back. Yet. I'm going back as of this airing. I'm three days away from, or four days away from going back to a particular place. That I said to you on the phone the other day, I said, we can't go anywhere together because then at least one of us ends up going back to where we were. Okay. Yeah. I, I left Vegas in February thinking I wouldn't see you until San Diego. Then we got Billy Joel and I had to come back to Vegas and we did a, a little bit of back and forth for that. Um, you're thinking, you know, because we did one weekend was the Garth right. concert. The next was the George Strait. I come home 10 days later and we find out. And then 10 days later, I'm back in Vegas. And you pointed out we were there three out of four weekends in the shortest month. Okay. <laughs> so flying back, I, we go to Nashville, have a fantastic week and a half in Nashville. It was a fabulous, fabulous time. And then, and then there comes an event with a lot of the people that we know for the late Jeff Carson, who was a Franklin uh, police officer and of course a country music, uh, 90s country music artist. And it actually benefits um, the Franklin, the, the sort of beneficial arm of the Franklin police department. So my dad having been an officer for 35 years, recently retired, I'm like, okay, this is, this is special to me. It's gonna be a special 
day. I'll yeah. go down and I'll I'll do it. So I'm hopping down on the tenth, doing the thing that night, that night, staying until the twelfth, and then coming back up the coast. So, like I said, I can't travel with you because there's always a reason to go back to where we just were. <laughs> it's like once there's you always start, something. you can't stop. But speaking of museums and things, first, uh, the Judd's Hall of Fame induction. We have that up on our site. Um, and yeah. the whole thing, Ricky Skaggs' speech, Ashley and uh, Winona speaking, uh, Ashley on behalf of their mother. Um, very, very bittersweet is the way to categorize that truthfully. I think it's the most pure meaning of the term bittersweet because as much as it was about the loss of Naomi the day before, it's still celebrated getting into that, getting into the Hall of Fame. And it was still a celebration and it was still a special moment for Winona. She managed to crack a joke or two, you know, her smarmy wit ever intact. So Mm -hmm. that was beautiful to watch beautiful to watch yeah it's uh it seems surreal you know because we did not get to see them at the cmt awards in person as we were being shifted around due to the weather and their performance had been pre-taped two weeks prior to that but it's just so gut-wrenching to have heard that and then the tour that they had announced that nearly sold out of all dates um you know wondering how they're going to pull that off now. wonder what's going to happen, but, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to Winona, Ashley, her husband, Larry, everybody, that whole family just dealing with this and uh, hopefully, you know, they'll find peace with it. And I loved when Ashley said, please do come see pop. You can tell that, that they were in a room full of their peers and their extended family of, of country music lovers. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to say this is going to sound horrible, but I never knew how, I guess close isn't the word, but but I'll say close to the country music world Ashley was uh, because she's such a, a political activist. She's an actor. I didn't really think that would be her bag, but but they treated her like family, like anybody else, you know? It's country music. It's Nashville. That That's the way it works there. That's, that's the way it is. And so it was beautiful. And then just a few days after that, we get probably the most validating rock hall, uh, the most validating rock hall inductee list of my time in country in, yeah, in music journalism, uh, especially, but that's kind of basing it off of our friend and the person you listen to, uh, Eddie Trunk. Mm -hmm. Uh, all the people he, he, the top two people he really championed, Pat Benatar, Judas Priest, finally in the rock call. Yeah. And didn't Judas Priest, weren't they one of those that's like, ah, we'll never get it. We've pissed off too many people. Yeah. Aren't uh, they the ones who were politically yeah, they, at they've odds? Been, they've been nominated twice before. And, you know, I, I don't know the politics that goes into it or the background, you know, to get nominated, Mm -hmm. but there's a committee, but there's a separate committee for some of the other uh, honorees, like the award that they're being presented and um, they're finally in it. And uh, I I was reading that Rob Halford, who, you know, led the group and co-founded the group 
said that everyone from the past of the band is welcome. You know, they have a not reunited with KK Downing for quite some time. And uh, they they are looking forward to this. I, I think they're all going to attend. That's just my assumption based on that interview. At least they're all invited to attend. They're all invited to participate in whatever they're going to do. Uh, that is later this year um, in November. And looking forward to them actually um, being in there. That was a topic of discussion as one of our Vegas trips when we were listening to Eddie on SiriusXM. Yeah they had just put out the nominees. So uh, I have to say, I think they've stuff. done a pretty good job of offsetting uh, the, the ruckus around the Dolly Parton nomination. Yeah. If you get two Titans in, and they even probably earned putting Eminem in there. And listen, when you have all the black artists, um, not saying Eminem, you know, not looking back on Eminem's career and saying, yeah, it was cultural appropriation. And they're saying, no, he's the greatest rap artist of all time is a white dude with blonde hair. Um, yeah. A guy named Marshall is the <laughs> best <laughs> rap artist of all time, according to some pretty major black artists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's earned. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe not necessarily on the first go round, but they did it and whatever. So now the question I have is, could the Country Music Hall of Fame get away with the same thing? Could the Country mm-hmm. Music Hall of Fame induct the Eagles? Oh, yeah. I, I think the Eagles, absolutely, because they were on the fringe of country rock. Even Skinner, I honestly don't know the history of Leonard Skinner's in it. Even Marshall um, Tucker Band, if they're not in it yet. Oh, of course. Um, the Outlaws. I mean, so many. I mean, if Ray yes. Charles can go in, you know, oh, yeah. the, the doors are kind of open. Because to listen to Ray Charles' induction into the Hall of Fame, you know, the uh, the president of the Ray Charles Foundation or whatever the organization is, was talking about how much he loved country music and that he recorded albums. But, you know, he wasn't a country artist right. tr- through and through. He just was ingrained in the community. And there's I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I'm saying, you know, here's somebody who was inducted and his contribution to country was mostly cover music. Mm-hmm. But the reason he was inducted was because what he did is he introduced country to a black audience that had felt abandoned by the genre that really started in black roots music. So getting a little bit Ken Burns right now into that uh, country <laughs> music. Doc- that. that was a great series. That. But um, yes. yeah, I, I don't see... Eminem going into the Country Music Hall of Fame. I don't yeah, know no, many people no. that cite him for that. But based on what we've learned with the I'm Rock talking Hall, about the Eagles and Ray Charles, but right, go ahead. Right. But but based on what we've learned about the Rock Hall, I should say, because you know, everybody's like, well, it's rock and roll, Dolly, you know, Eminem, none of those people belong in it. It's as they've come out and said, and I think Dolly learned this, and that's why she kind of retracted her nomination with you know when she initially declined it then she retracted declining it is because it's the culture of it and it's the influence she's had such a great influence over people and i honestly think you know i've seen articles from other sites where oh so and so who's in a who's a metal head or in the rock community i commend dolly for doing this i you know, Rob Halford said he wants a selfie with Dolly Parton now, you know, is, is Metallica I, I, think she, uh, I believe so. I, I don't have all the notes in front of me, but 
Um, with with Dolly, though, she's kind of the savior for rock and roll, so to speak, as saying, I don't deserve to be in this, at least not right now. Let me put out a rock record. And then it drew, you know, press and everything. And then the, the votes had already been coming in to I, them, I, so I, well they've been coming in but the ballots were out so what i think happened is right. the voters fell in love with her and were like you know what people have been playing politics with us for years here's somebody who's so again so taken aback by it so genuinely taken aback by it we're going to put her in because she's not playing the game well, she's she was, not she trying was, to play us she was, being, she was being rock and roll she's being genuine that's rock and roll we're going to put her in. So I think she got herself in by making that statement. Not saying that was her intention, but I think right. she drew, her statement drew unnecessary attention that then made people go, wow, that's how authentic she is. She deserves it. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think a lot of people voted because she was like, no, I I shouldn't do this. You know, most people will vote for me or stay silent or, you know, whatever. But right. I, I commend them. This is a great lineup going in and the full list is our at our website, but uh, you also have uh, Carly Simon and Lionel Richie and uh, just all kinds of people that are going in this thing. And uh, that'll be November 5th, I believe in Los Angeles and HBO and HBO Max will air it as well as Sirius XM. Awesome. Well, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And um, buddy, thanks for listening and watching and be sure to check us out at themusicuniverse.com and follow us on socials at the Music Uni. And uh, hit tmupod.com to subscribe. Take care. Uh-huh.